long time ago, in a pod booth, far, far away. I love this bit. No, we can't afford the music. <laughs> Hello, pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to another very special episode of the Empire Podcast, brought to you in association with our very lovely and talented chums at Sky Cinema, the only place that brings you a brand new premiere every day. Not every other day. Oh, no. Not the odd day in seven. Not when they can be arsed. No, it's every single day. Incredible stuff. And once again, we've convened a very special and talented pod crew for a short series of podcast debates, or pod debates, if you will. And today's topic, we'll have them arguing in cantinas from Coventry to Coruscant, from Aldershot to Alderaan. It is simply the greatest Star Wars characters. Oh. The idea is simple. Thank you for that, guys. <laughs> you don't get paid extra for that, you know. The idea is simple. I'm joined by three super colleagues of such lethal cunning, and over the next hour or so, we will all be putting the case forward for some of our favourite characters from the Star Wars saga, and then using a complicated process involving complex mathematics, levers and pulleys, I will be deciding that Chewbacca is at number one. <laughs> and if, after all this, you wish to go back and watch yourself some Star Wars, you are in luck for Sky Cinema's Star Wars collection is available right now. Right, on to the best-looking scruffy nerf herders that I know. First up is a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. Like Chewbacca, he is Hirsute. Like Chewbacca, he is weirdly wearing only a bandolier in... <laughs> <laughs> in a strategic position but unlike Chewbacca thankfully he won't rip your arms off if you beat him at space chess please welcome Sky Cinema's own Alex Sane I've got a laser crossbow though <laughs> so just watch yourself oh I tell you what do you have the have you seen the the Nerf bowcaster what? It's amazing. What? Nerf. You know Nerf. Yeah, the, I know, you know Nerf. The, yeah. the, the guns. For, oh, the, the I got confused. I thought you meant Nerf Herder. I thought this no, was a... not Nerf Herder. Right, okay. It helps you to herd the Nerfs. Right. If you get a Nerf Bowcaster, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing ever. So the Nerf Bowcaster, it's available right now in all good toy stores, and it's incredible. And I've put it on my Christmas list for my wife for the last three years, and each time she's ignored it. She doesn't think I'm genuine about it, but I, I really do want a Nerf Bowcaster. <laughs> anyway. I think there's a market for Star Wars paintball, where there must be a Star Wars... If there is, this is a genuinely good business idea. Someone should do... This is Star Wars Dragon's Den all the <laughs> right? No, but seriously, can you imagine going... Just you Jabba were... sat there with a pile of money in front of him. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 5% of business you won. <laughs> Salacious crumb going... <laughs> <laughs> and we've descended into voices already. <laughs> I haven't even introduced the other two colleagues of Just Lethal Cunning. Uh, next up, we have a man who plies his trade as a radio presenter, a disc jockey, if you will, a DJ, if you must, not as clumsy or random as a podcaster, a more elegant profession for a more civilised age. Please welcome Absolute Radio's Dave Berry. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello pod Dave. subscribers. Uh, just a little warning. <laughs> I've just noticed that my spell check has kicked in, uh, and I noticed till now. I don't know what Star Wars A New Hole is, but it doesn't sound very good to me. <laughs> Seen it. It's different. <laughs> is there yeah. a market for that? <laughs> Adult Star Wars? <laughs> it's oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. Let's oh, just say the lightsabers aren't red in that one. <laughs> Mace Windu, hello. <laughs> <laughs> God, I just threw up into my mouth. 
and last but not least is a lady who is fluent in over six million forms of communication. Luckily today, she will only need two English and giggly moron. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome our very own protocol droid and geek queen, Helen O'Hara. I can't believe you just called me C-3PO. I'm so I thought right about, now. I thought I'm if so I choose offended. Princess Leia, is that sexist? <laughs> and then I got myself tied up in knots. And then I just thought, I mean, let's go I for, wouldn't take you know. it R2, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But okay. 3PO? 3PO, you know, he's, he's, you know, you're bilingual. That's the thing I always think about when I think about you. <laughs> you, can speak, you can speak several languages. You're, you're multilingual, in fact. Trilingual. Which languages do you speak? Just a bit of French and Spanish, but... Oh, yeah, just a bit of, go on, go very on. impressive. Tell, tell us, uh, Star Wars is amazing in Spanish. Um, oh, I don't remember it in Spanish. Ah, <laughs> well, you're not C three PO then. Well, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Bocce? Do you do speak bocce at all? No. All right. Uh, okay. So, and then there's me. Quick fact before we begin: Did you know that one of England's most famous cricketers makes a cameo in Return of the Jedi? It is true. He actually plays a stormtrooper in the Endor biker scout sequence. Uh, if you look carefully, you can actually see the cricket bat he used to score 149 not out against Australia at Headingley. In 1981, on the back of his speeder bike, many Botham spies died to bring us this oh, information. Oh, it was like, I could oh, see where it was going, oh, but there was no, no escape. Oh, 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 no. Oh. How long have we done? Have <laughs> done yet? We, we're a worrying amount into this. <laughs> We really are. And all we've established think, is that Helen's not going to go for C-3PO as one of her favourite characters. <laughs> Spoiler! Guys, do, you know how long, do you know how long I worked in that? That's a long time. I, I came here to so chew gum and talk cricket, and I'm fresh out of gum. Famous line from A New Hope. <laughs> that is, of course, the fourth slash first Star Wars film. See, we know our stuff, oh, we yeah. know our shit. Didn't fact, that um, Ian Botham anecdote include Wicket? Oh! oh. You see, I mean, you. you could Thank have done you. so much better. Thank you. Thank you. See, this is good. I set him up, Dave. Barry knocks him down. <laughs> That's like how this wicked. team works. That's yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I haven't got rickets. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Now that the intro is right the way, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give each of us a chance to go to bat. Eh? No. That was unintentional. No more for three Star Wars characters, one at a time. Then it'll be time for honourable mentions at the end. And I'm going to start with Alex Sane. So if you were to go for three Star Wars characters, go. Well, can I just say, I'm stumped. <laughs> it's a, oh, is that a cricket thing? <laughs> yes, it is. Did you Google that real quick? Yeah, really oh, quick. no. <laughs> so, look, uh, thank you for asking me first. This is a huge question. Who is the greatest Star Wars character of all time? I mean, it's so subjective. People see traits and aspects of characters that make them feel really emotional. So it's really difficult to sort of answer this question. Uh, that said, it's Han Solo. <laughs> Are we done? We're done. I think we're done. We're done. Are we done? Okay, that was uh, a short record. That's good. <laughs> do you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick someone who I think doesn't get enough of... Uh, uh, enough said about him. Uh, and he's my number three. He's not my number one. Okay. But I do think we need to give a big shout out on this podcast for Uncle Owen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Owen Lars, uh, Luke's uncle, who yeah. obviously, uh, I just, I kind of feel sorry for him. I have a lot of sympathy for Uncle Owen. I, I don't think baby Uncle Owen ever wanted to grow up to be a moisture farmer on a desert planet mm. Tatooine. I just, I, I don't imagine his teacher saying to him in class, 
what do you want to be when you grow up, Owen? And he's like, a moisture farmer. It's just not <laughs> something... He I didn't want believe. to be drinking out of plastic beakers at the age of 42. No, who does? <laughs> yeah. Nobody who loves does? blue milk that yeah. Yeah, Especially not in 2019. Plastic beakers. <laughs> Unbelievable. No wonder it's a desert planet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, and then he buys R2-D2 from the Jawas and it's got the Death Star plans in yeah. and then the stormtroopers turn up and murder him and his wife. And I think if the only lesson we can take from that is don't handle stolen goods because <laughs> that's, oh, boy. I that's mean, what... Yeah, but I mean, you've just established that his life was difficult. Mm. He was moisture farming on a desert planet. <laughs> he saw a chance for a bargain. You know, yep. no harm, no foul. He took it. And, I mean, and the, the, Helen, the law is the law. So I, I just don't think he should have been purchasing <laughs> that. that I, don't, I don't want to come down on you like a ton of bricks here, I mean, but uh, you can't go buying a droid and go, oh, I just I didn't have the money to buy a fresh one from the shop. As, a, fresh a, droid. as a lawyer, Alex, <laughs> I mean, the, the penalty for receiving stolen goods is not generally death <laughs> by stormtrooper. And your family. Like, that's yeah. not normal. No. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. A long, long they time. Who say that? Things were different back then. And who knows? I mean, who knows how big Owen's moisture farm was? Imagine what his death did to the price of moisture on Tatooine <laughs> at that point. There was a lack of moisture. Yeah. It would yep. have skyrocketed. I think he's probably doing better than you give him credit for because his house definitely would win grand designs. Oh, it's it amazing. Great, it's it? a beautiful house. It's lovely. Yeah. Lovely pile in the sand. I believe you can actually go stay there. Can you? Can you? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, is that where it is? In Tunisia? Yeah. It's real... It's real you know, settlement. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, should we all go? Let's should we do all it. go after this? Group Let's outing. Do it. Okay, you guys talk. I'll get on the uh, the travel website. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll make this work. Well, uh, I, that's there's one thing choice. I know it's how to farm moisture. <laughs> <laughs> and moisture is the essence of wetness. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to have that. All right, okay. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, I just, you know, I think, I think maybe I'm going to be coming at this. From a different angle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just saw Uncle Owen written on your notes when you sat down. I was like, this is going to be great. Underlined box. Love it. Highlighted in blue. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a similar choice on my, on my list, a slightly is left it, field one. Is it Amperu? No, 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 it's not. Poor Amperu. It is also a, a, somebody from Tatooine, though. It's the Rancor Keeper. Whoa! Oh, my God. So, if you remember, Return of the Jedi, you know, Jabba's Palace... Um, Luke goes through the floor down and has to face the giant, terrifying, slavering rancor. Mm. And he kills it. Spoiler. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry <laughs> he does. Sorry. He kills it. And then the rancor keeper comes out and is basically in tears because the rancor has been killed. His pet, his beloved, some something he's raised from a yep. green egg or yep. baby yep. or whatever rancors start <laughs> off as. I'm not an expert. At one we don't point, know. When a mummy rancor loves a daddy rancor very much, <laughs> Helen. Thanks, but yes. genuinely... But it's a great moment. I remember as a kid, and yeah, it's his reaction, but it's also the fact... I have a thing about sort of animals that don't know any better, that are made villains, but really they're just playing to their nature, mm -hmm. being killed, and it being like a hero moment. Yeah. I don't like it anyway. But it's the fact that when the rancor, the thing goes down on its neck, it does that... Mm -hmm. yes. It whimpers, and I was like... Oh, I'm going to cry. It's not his fault. He's been locked up and abused by Jabba, probably in its natural environment. He's lovely. It's yep. like one of those Miyazaki films where, you know, you take something out of its natural environment and it goes a bit crazy. That's probably it. Rancors are probably vegetarians. Yep. I mean, we don't know. I mean, when Jabba throws Ula, the dancer, down there at the very start because she refuses his advances. <laughs> Who knows why? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I'd, I'd like 
to there to have been a scene where she danced for the rancor and the rancor got into it mm. and just sort of did a little dance himself. I'd have liked a dance scene with the rancor. <laughs> yeah. And then renounced Jabba's ways. <laughs> just but in, in speaking in English, I renounced your ways, Jabba. I'm coming up there and you better not be there when I get there. <laughs> uh, Dave, who's your number three? Uh, my number three isn't as, I suppose, niche as Alex and Helen's, but I, I've picked a character out of a film that hasn't been particularly well received over the years and that's The Phantom Menace. The opening scroll to that is so dull. It's like bits of Brexit. <laughs> it's trade routes and tariffs on goods. Yeah, um, proroguing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought instead of focusing Excuse on Excuse George that... Lucas for trying to educate people. <laughs> no, I know. But what's really great about that is just after that, you see the two cloaked figures and they enter and the, and the, opening, uh, the opening gambit from the young Obi-Wan played by Ewan McGregor is I've got a bad feeling about this, which really instantly <laughs> tied the universe yeah. all yeah. in together nicely. But I've gone for Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I yep. think that um, whilst that film was largely disappointing, but I also believe well worth a revisit, if I can say that, I think that the um, that Darth Maul and his double-ended lightsaber, and that's not another typo mm. here, was <laughs> a... Not, um, this is not a new hole territory. This is, a, <laughs> this is an actual double-ended lightsaber. Was pretty cool. And um, I... I, I <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just going... A, no, phantom, a phantom menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to pawn all the Star Wars films? Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure somebody already did. Yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah. very true. Um, but yeah, no, I've gone for Darth Maul. I thought he was absolutely super cool. And as I say, because he's part of a film that was much derided at the time and still is by a lot of Star Wars fans. I don't know um, why. No, I think he's, uh, I think he's overlooked. So um, as far as my Darths go, I'm going to put him in at number three. Wow. Cool. I mean, he's, he is really cool looking. I think that's yeah. important. And he's an amazing fighter. That scene with Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan is... Brilliant. Greatness. That is the, yep. brilliant. That is the, the greatest lightsaber fight in the yeah. Star Wars universe. In my opinion, I do think him versus Qui-Gon Jinn and um, Obi-Wan, and it's the, it's, the, it's the little minute details, like when they're still in the hangar bay and he uses the force to throw something against the switch on the wall to open the door, yeah. Yeah. and they're out looking behind him and he's still fighting. Well, I'm like, that Emperor is badass. That, that, you yeah. are badass. And with the force fields when he just sits down, like, and oh, we calmly comes. sort of, like, meditates. So that's Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn basically, like, like kneels and closes his eyes and Maul just paces back and forth like a captive animal waiting for them to open again. It's great. Well, this is one of the things, and as I say why I put Darth Maul in my my top three with The Phantom Menace is it was able, as the original three went on to do, was to show us just how kick-ass the Jedis can be, which Mm. obviously they didn't have the technology to do um, in the 70s and the 80s. And as you say, him versus the two Jedis is one of the great fight scenes, accompanied by, and this was another great thing about, about one, two, and three, that new take on the score, that new Star Wars oh, music oh, yeah. is really powerful. So good. He's full of great moments, though. That bit where he arrives on Tatooine and Qui-Gon Jinn is walking to the ship. He turns around, he sees Darth Maul and his speeder come in and he mm. just goes, Anakin, drop! And Anakin goes down and Maul just like flips off the speeder and then they start fighting. I'm like, that is sick. That is a great <laughs> yeah. action beat in yeah. that film. But also on a fashion level, because I know Darth Vader is the, one of the ultimate characters in the Star Wars universe. Mm. I never thought he was cool. I didn't think he looked cool. I didn't go for the whole... Darth Vader image. Well, he's wearing a ZX Spectrum in his chest. (laughs) Spaceballs kind of ruined it for us. Although at the the time I was like, that is a ZX Spectrum. How did he get one of those? Control PP, enter play. (laughs) Bert's got a cassette deck on his back. For me, I genuinely can't decide if it's 
if it's uh, Darth Maul or Kylo Ren that has the cooler Sith look, and I, I'm, I'm oh, still yeah. Kylo I'm not, Ren okay, looks good, so, man. Yeah, Kylo Ren has a really good cloak. I, the only thing about Kylo Ren is I think the bit where he's unnecessarily topless. His trousers come up way too high. Like it's not um, a good look. Simon Cowell look, basically. Like Darth Cowell. It's, it's like he's wearing he's wearing a cummerbund, and, and he shouldn't be wearing a cummerbund. Like Obies are cool, yeah. but yeah. not cummerbunds. But evening fun. attire and topless together is not a good look. It's not just. No, it's yeah. just too high. It's a weird yeah. kind of he's empire line thing. Very he's got wide on. nipples. Mm. Has anyone else noticed that? His nope. nipples are what, very they're far <laughs> apart. Or yeah, they're wait. quite far apart. They're further <laughs> apart than they would normally be. I, I don't mean that they're wide in themselves. Like, yeah. you know, they're not dinner plates or coasters, but I don't know. They just seem unusually spaced. The more time we spend together, the friskier we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not going to do another Christmas special. <laughs> don't ruin Christmas for a lot of people. Yeah. Adam, don't worry. I know you're self-conscious about the nipples. We'll fix it in post. We'll what fix we'll, it in post. What we'll do is we'll, we'll try and move the angles by putting your trousers up to make them look like they're closer <laughs> together as an optical illusion. If you wear your trousers above your belly button, your nipples will look normal. <laughs> Do you want us to draw an action? Shall we? Shall we draw a third one between them? So it's sort of like a thing that you have. Make it. Make it yours. Make you can it own a it. Um, I do down here a little triangle. I no, do nice. think. Uh, I do think though that the, the look aside, the Darth Maul double-ended lightsaber, but the one that. Uh, he has that's the kind of crucifix where it's being dragged mm. dragged through the snow is oh, a, yeah. is a really, really cool amazing. addition as far as the Darths go. But mm. the Darth Maul, because that, that moment was given away in the trailer, and the, the trailer for The Phantom Menace is still one of the great trailers of all My time. gosh, I was so, so excited. Oh, Do you remember ooh, when Austin ooh. Powers uh, piggybacked it and went, yes. if you see one, one movie this summer, make it The Phantom Menace. <laughs> you see a second Austin Powers gold member. <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> um, also from The Phantom Menace, where Darth Maul, my third choice of character, comes from, mm-hmm. and we talked about the, the score. The, the sound created for the pod race is one of the great sounds. It's oh. one, of the, one of the most thrilling things I think we'll ever hear as, as a human race. Yeah, well, the, and then this... it goes into a third lap, and you're going, this should have finished about five minutes ago. <laughs> 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 Tell me more about the trade routes. <laughs> yeah, great, great sound design. I will, but yeah. the sound design in the whole series. Mm. I mean, Bember and his team just... It's yeah. just impeccable. You can't imagine Star Wars without science. There's that urban legend, I don't know if it's true or not, that um, Ewan McGregor and uh, Liam Neeson yes. were doing the lightsaber sounds during the battles <laughs> yes. and had to be asked not to <laughs> because it was going to have to come out and post and their faces looked weird from going... <laughs> if, we're talk, if we're talking about the pod race, though, he's not on my list, but I do want to give a special mention to Sebulba because oh. I love Sebulba. I love the bit at the end where, I mean... Like, his health and safety is all over the place because he's in a pod <laughs> travelling 500 miles an hour. Anakin's got a full helmet on. He's yeah. wearing a leather flight cap, which, <laughs> to me, is not the right headgear for a 500-mile-an-hour pod race. I but don't know. That bit where he crashes and he just goes, he goes, Poodle! <laughs> and I'm like, I really, you know, I mean, I know what it means, but it would be better if he just went... Ah, shit. Which is what it means, but it would be better if he just went, Mm. fucked it again. (laughs) Unbelievable. I feel like like cursing in made-up foreign languages in movies is underrated. I feel like more movies should do it. Like, there's that bit, this is off topic, but Lilo and Stitch, there's a bit where Stitch is in a a very formal situation and goes, Bija Malaquista, and people actually throw up (laughs) because it's so rude. And I feel like we need more of that in films. We need people reacting to curses we don't understand. Yeah. 
Seems to me like Saboba's quite foul mouth. The first yeah. time he appears, he oh, goes, Echuba, sure. which is, you know, really rude. Oh, that, that's really rude. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I'm going to have to censor that yeah. bit. It'd just be a beep <laughs> at this point. But in terms of world building, that pod race is good. I do like the fact that Jabba has a private box. I'm like, man, oh, that's cool. The way he sort of slithers in and he's like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> it's like really cool. It's a sort of very subtle bit of world building. Absolutely. I also love the one of the commentators, the two-headed commentator. Is mm-hmm. uh, voiced by Scott Capuro and Greg Proops. Greg from whose line, line is it anyway? Yes. I know, it's amazing. But they didn't get Ryan Stiles or Colin Mockery, which <laughs> frankly makes a mockery. And of the whole how about thing. Richard Branch oh. on piano? Richard Branch, yes. I was there for that. I was still there. Yeah, yeah. Alex was paying attention. Oh, have we missed something? Oh, yeah. Was it cricket based? Oh, it should have been. It should have been because I hit it out the ground. <laughs> For five runs, it was amazing. Uh, but yes, those are good choices. Those are really good choices. Darth Maul, uh, Dave, you're a Charlton fan. Yes. Uh, but you may know that uh, Spurs uh, entered the pitch to Duel of the Fates. Oh, by... did they really? Yeah, I didn't they know did. that. Yeah. Well, if Charlton get promoted, you'll be at uh, wherever well, Spurs play next year. And... Fingers crossed. Thank you, Chris. Yes, here's hoping I'll get to hear that firsthand. Good choice of music. Very good choice. So, Helen, sport. <laughs> Are you a fan? Oh, I mean, love yeah. it. Love it. Me yeah, too. Yeah, can't get enough of those. I'm always watching a sport. <laughs> Quidditch? <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Roller, right. Rollerball? I do watch roller derby, but no. Uh, my number three yeah. is uh, Captain Piet from The Empire Strikes Back, played by Kenneth Colley, who mm-hmm. is one of the the, oh! the Empire dudes, because there's a whole string of Empire dudes all the way through Empire dudes. Imperial dudes! <laughs> all, the, all the way through Empire. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> like Fader, dude. We've landed in Hoth. They know we're coming, dude. Uh, we came out too fast. Um, so they let, they, there's a whole bunch of these, these middle management guys who piss Fader off and get killed all the way through. You know, apology accepted. You know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but Piet is the one who at the end really fucks Vader off and gets away with it and as someone who's been wildly overpromoted in his career I empathise with that <laughs> that moment where you've done something really bad and you're just waiting for the the, sh- the axe to fall and it doesn't Does is, it, that, is that always like does Terry raise her hand and someone starts to choke yeah. <laughs> and it's usually the guy next to me and I'm like oh god thank god bullet he, dodged because uh, he spends that whole movie walking on eggshells <laughs> yeah. like he knows shit is going wrong he goes it's fine uh, whatever you need do you want to come Tea? Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea. I'll get you a straw with it. Two sugars, Lord Vader? Two sugars. You I mean you couldn't that. sense these here? Oh, uh. he's so. But he really sort of. He's like a real middle management guy who's just a yes man. He's like yes, yes, yes. yes. He has Peter principled his way to the middle, <laughs> and I love and respect that. So he's my choice. Uh, number two. Number two. Dave, let's start with you. Number two. Well, I, I mean, he could be many people's number one here. And um, my reasoning for this is, is quite brief and probably not as in-depth as, as yourself and Helen and Alex are able to go. But I'm going to go for Yoda. Oh. But I'm going to go for Yoda from um, episode two when we see him have the fight with Count Dooku. That Ooh. fight was so and freaking exciting And that's up there the with one of the other great Sabre fights in the whole Star Wars franchise. And I think that... Because you obviously, Yoda is built as this incredible character and particularly in when Luke goes to visit him to learn to train to be a Jedi and you get an essence of him being older and on the council and talking with Mace Windu and all these kind of things when the trade tariffs are all happening. It's like, la, 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 la. It's the most exciting bit. <laughs> and then, <laughs> some. And then all of a sudden you just see him have 
for want of a better word, a Jedi tear-up. <laughs> and he's absolutely awesome. When he turns into that little rolling ball and he's just <laughs> flying around the guy, yeah. um, I just thought he wouldn't have normally been, other than for that scene, kind of in my top three, to be honest. But I just thought, what an incredible, wise hard little green dude you are, Yoda. So you made it into the top three. It was, oh, it was wow. that bit, and it was again, it was so in pleased. the trailer. It was like, that bit in the trailer where he, he draws his lightsaber, not even using his hand, using the force <laughs> yeah. to draw yes, his yeah. lightsaber from its holster. Yeah. I, I, was, I remember being like, oh my God, shit's gonna go down. And it's, <laughs> do you know what? It's so cool that he's fighting Count Dooku as well, because I think Count Dooku is, <laughs> I'm saying this and having not put him on my list, one of the most <laughs> underrated villains in the Star Wars universe, because he's really good. And I think, I think I'm right in saying Christopher Lee has the record for the most number of sword fights ever had by yeah, an actor on right, screen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he's great. He's great in that. That whole speech that he gives you McGregor on Geonosis, where he's like, let me basically tell you, Ewan, what the hell is going on. A Sith Lord has taken over the council, and he's basically plotting to use the dark side to change the universe. And Ewan McGregor, because he's an arrogant Jedi, goes, no, I don't believe you. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 Ewan, that's actually what's happening. He's just told you. He's like, nah, sounds no. like a lie to me. I'm going to float here in this blue light for a bit. Plus, um, Count Dooku has, um, we're talking about our favourite lightsabers from, mm. the, from the dark side. That kind of slightly um, gentleman, um, stately gentleman walking stick yes. style lightsaber that oh, he has. So good with the curved yeah. handles. Yeah, yeah, with the little curved handles, a nice touch. I but think, in the kind of elder, elder dark side gent. And his fight, actually, his fight with. Um, Jedi's Jedi's well my god Obi-Wan and Anakin at the start of Revenge of the Sith is another cool moment just the way he walks and goes I've been looking forward to this and you're like badass Christopher Lee (laughs) yeah he is awesome yeah he really is I love a bit where he says I'm gonna get the line wrong but before the fight begins he goes it seems we will not settle this with our abilities with a force but with our skills with a lightsaber it's nice menace and it's like the the revenge of the Sith bit where Emperor Palpatine is sitting there and he's all chained up and like Anakin's just chopped Count Dooku's hands off there are some grim moments in revenge of the Sith (laughs) and he's got the lightsabers and like Emperor Palpatine goes do it and he chops his head off that look that Christopher Lee gives in McDermott just before then yes Brilliant, because he's like, well, what are you doing? I, yeah. we, we didn't talk about this. Yeah. I'd like to request a meeting with HR. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Get me one of those middle management dudes. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Uh, oh, that's a good choice. Yoda and that, is great. Yeah. yeah, episode two, Yoda. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Can we pour up Attack of the Clones? No, we probably should. Like, Attack of the Bones. Um, <laughs> Boner. Attack of the Boners. It wasn't even the Cloners. Come on. Shut up. I'm just going to go. You just set that up first, yeah. Hell's Bells. Hello. You're number two. I'm going to go for Kylo Ren. I know we've talked already about his nipples. You're such a Kylo Ren stan. I am a Kylo Ren stan, but I think he's just so interesting. I think he's so interesting. I think he's such a weird dude. You think he's so deep. He's so deep. No, I don't think he's deep. I think he thinks he's deep, which is a very (laughs) different thing. Mm. I think he's a mess. Sometimes a hot mess, but mostly just a mess. He's proper emo. I love it. He's, He's massively emo. emo. He could not be more emo. I relate to the bit. There is sometimes where you just want to smash up a wall. And yes. <laughs> he, he does it more than once. He's like, he's like, oh my god, where's the nearest wall? Here, bang. And do you know it's really interesting anger management issues in that he totally doesn't manage his anger, but he does take it out on inanimate objects in a way that, for example, as discussed, Darth Vader did not. So, like, we've got to give him a little bit of props for that. Yeah. But I just find I just find his particular form of evil 
really interesting and something that Star Wars hadn't done before because it was it's much more nuanced, it's much more realistic and believable, and it's in a way much more scary, but also kind of pathetic and sad. Yeah, I'd love a scene where General Hux comes in and goes, Kylo, Kylo, hello, listen, I, I'd like you to meet someone. This is a psychotherapist I've brought on board. <laughs> if you could just sit down and talk about some of the things you have an issue with. Oh, the no, thing. they're dead now. <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. They were not a wall. Yeah. I'm being Hux. charged for that session, Kylo, for the love of God. But also, Hux is a complete mess as well. He's like, he's just such a twerp. Like, the pair of them, they're awful. So, and I love them I together. Can I ask why this character that you think is pathetic and a bit rubbish <laughs> yeah. is your number no, two No, I don't choice. think he's rubbish i think he's a okay. brilliant character i just okay. think he's a terrible because person because of the complexity because of, of the, the complexity character. of the character because of the parallels to yeah. awful awful people that we recognize in the real world yes um he also has fucking amazing force powers like you know he could also draw his light his lightsaber with the force i'm just saying yoda okay yep. he's got amazing force powers he so he's a really a laser he can stop a laser beam yep. In midair. Never quite explained how he does that. No. You know. But then again, never quite explained how Obi-Wan and Helen, are you using the force on Chris? She's <laughs> choking. No, no. This is not the statement you're looking for. Remember what happened when we did Superman flying around the Earth and taking us back in time? Let's not get into that yes. again. Let's. It's exactly, it, it is kind of, and it's also like, you know, the way that we always seem to hope that he'll be redeemable and he keeps not being so. So we hoped that, you know, Han was going to talk him around and spoiler, that didn't work out so well. Mm. We hoped that uh, Ray was going to talk him around in uh, in The Last Jedi. Also mm-hmm. didn't work out so well. We thought maybe Luke would get through to him. Mm. Similarly yeah. not. Mm. Nobody's getting through to him. And yeah. I, But I'm kind of enjoying the fact that there are glimmers that they might. I... I mean, I have to say that if I woke up and had an angry Mark Hamill staring over me, I'd be like, I am never going to recover from this. No amount of therapy is going to sort this out. Were you going to kill me? That seems pretty bad, Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that, that was a mistake on his part. There are a couple of really cool moments in The Last Jedi mm. that belong to Kylo Ren. One is that fight in the throne room. Oh my God, it's that, incredible. Yes. Such a good fight where he kills Snoke and, you know, and a lot of people were like, uh, what now? Snoke's dead? He, I thought mm. he was the big bad. But actually, I think it's a really cool moment. The so great. The other mm. bit is where he's in whatever, the, I don't know what they're called, the new Atats, and he's mm. in the ship above yes. him and he goes... I want every gun we have to fire on that, that man. That <laughs> dude. That fucking dude. Get him. Yeah. Fuck oh. him up. He is bad news for me. That's my uncle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like him. He tried to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> I mean, how Jedi is that? Do we think that Adam Driver gives the best performance in the Star Wars saga? Because he's pretty... He's pretty great. Pretty I mean, great, he's, he? he's up there. It's really hard because all of them in their own ways are... You know, I think he has... A, a lot more to work with, as I've said, than than a lot of characters. A lot of characters are pretty thoroughly good, or pretty thoroughly evil, or pretty pretty thoroughly, you know, an archetype like the good-hearted smuggler, which is kind of a that's a character yeah. type we've seen before and since. But Kylo's something different, and and I think that 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 gives him much more to play with. So I'm not sure if if it's fair to say he gives the best performance, even though he probably does. Do you know what I mean? Because I think mm. he's just got more. I think Mark Hamill's great. Well, exactly. Yeah, well, incredible. So, yeah. In that. All right, Alex. Um, Numero dos. I'm going to give a big shout out right now for my number two, Mon Mothma. Uh, I'm (laughs) giving some props to Mon Mothma. I told you I was coming at this from a different angle. What I'm doing is... Who's Mon Mothma? I've got to ask. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you. She She is in Jedi and it 
adds so much depth. It creates so much jeopardy. It makes you realise that there are fatalities off screen in this fun universe that we're all playing in. When she goes, many Bothans died to bring us this information. Oh, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's what a, I was no, she's referring a, to. Yes, yeah. very good. And then, like, I think there's, there's a lot of layers to that because she's basically going, many Bothans died to bring us this information. And then she turns and walks out. And you kind of really wanted to turn back and go, sorry, so what I'm saying is don't fuck this up. <laughs> the, you, the, real, the pressure is on. People have died, so do your jobs, yo. Cool, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drops Mike. Well. I don't know what a Bothan is. Anyone seen a Bothan? Yeah, they're spies. You don't see them, do you? Ah, oh, that's very, very Undercover, good point. Undercover, Chris. That's a good point. Any one of us in this room could be a Bothan right now. Mm. But yeah, that's a good choice. And she's played, she's... Um... Well, as a Bothan, I had to go with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I've said too much. <laughs> There you go. The worst Bothan ever. <laughs> That's how they die. They just they have a trade and it's just giving themselves away. <laughs> My name's Anne. It's Both Anne. Where's Lieutenant Alex? So he's doing a podcast about what we're getting up to here on the Rebel Base. He's doing what? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, left field. I too am going left field with my number two, my number three. Mm. Mm-hmm. My number two is also from Attack of the Clones which some people may think is a five-star Star Wars film. <laughs> Who would write such a review, Chris? I've been, I've been kind of following the fallout of all of this, Chris. I didn't know you then. I don't know what surrounded it. It's about, but... You mean my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just been, as we've been working together, I've been seeing little tweets and yeah. messages and comments there's and actually, stuff. Yeah. There's a sort of sliding doors version of Chris, actually. Right. Uh, and he is, at this We're point, in that <laughs> incredibly rich and successful. Where, where doors are being closed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm in the bit where Gwyneth dies. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert for Sliding Doors, by the way, or part my, of it. My favourite character in Sliding Doors. Is... <laughs> it's got to be John Hannah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, the a, oh, it's the train. It's the train. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Peter Howitt, Joey from Bread. Yeah, that's right. Really? Yeah. First Joey, not second First Joey. Joey. First yeah. generation yeah. Joey. Can you name the second Joey? Oh my God. Nobody can. Off. My number two choice is from Attack of the Clones, which is a film that maybe, yes, I once gave five stars to, but I was young and foolish and needed to work. So, mm-hmm. uh, it is Elan Sleesbagano. Now, I can see Bless your you. reactions. <laughs> <laughs> you know who that is. It's- Elan Sleesbagano is... The guy who sidles up to Obi Wan in the uh, in the cantina on Coruscant mm-hmm. yeah. and tries to sell him death sticks, death sticks. which is the Star Wars version of <laughs> drugs. A the worst name for a drug. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I haven't. Yeah, death stick. He goes, "You want to buy some death sticks?" And Obi Wan goes, "You don't want to sell me death sticks." And he goes, "I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life." I want to go home and rethink my life. Like and the end of He Man in the eighties, like a little infomercial. Are you suggesting that we lost a little bit of? Subtlety. In- <laughs> Does he at that point look into the camera and go, remember kids, we're all having fun. Yeah, then he fights Nicotine. Do you remember Nicotine? I remember oh, Nicotine. Yeah. And then the cast of Grange Hill turn up in the cantina and do just say no. <laughs> Listen, George Lucas is much maligned, but I think he was, you know, there's loads of great stuff in the prequels, but at times he was phoning it in with the names. Mm. And you'd have to say, like, he's, he's probably thinking, okay, so what do I call uh, cigarettes? What do I call this? <laughs> these, uh, these sticks that cause death. Uh. It, it is strange because like, another character from Attack of the Clones, uh, who I, I I absolutely love and only missed out on my top three by a smidge, 
were General Grievous. General Grievous. Now, oh, from, uh, yeah, yeah, from Sith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, from Sith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does he not appear? He doesn't, no. Oh, is he no. just at the he's start just, of Sith? Yeah, he's just at the start of Sith. Right, well, and that's because um, I didn't remember Attack of the Clones as well as I thought <laughs> I did. Uh, it's but, five stars, you know. <laughs> really good. I'll have to check it out. What's it about? Um, so, yeah, General Grievous. Not the best name, I don't think, but an amazing, amazing character. And that bit where he chucks the cloak <laughs> off and he has the fight with Obi-Wan and it's the, I honestly think his death is again I find myself relating to villains quite a lot in the Star Wars universe and I hate his death because it's really quite grim because Obi-Wan pulls back his breastplate to oh, yeah. show those shriveled organs the tiny beating heart the last bit of organic matter mm. that's in this robot shell and he blasts it and then he catches fire and the fire comes out of his eyes and I was like, I like the character. I like this idea that he still steals Jedi's lightsabers and he does that propeller thing with them. Yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, that's cool. Very that cool. was pretty cool. That's cool. Very, very cool. That's Great cool. vocal performance as well by mm. Matthew Wood, who is a, a big noise over at the uh, Skywalker Sound mm. uh, and ILM. So, yeah. Oh, and when he escapes, really cool. when he escapes uh, from the fight with the Jedi at the start and he smashes the window on the ship and then sort of uh, repels back yes. round and onto it, I'm like, this guy is great. Yeah, he's got some moves. Yeah. Uh, Alain Sleesbagano and then again I have to I have to ram this point home George subtly with the old names so he's going I've got this character who is a sleazebag what am I gonna what am I gonna call him Alain Sleesbagano okay take the day off George <laughs> you've earned it it's just uh, it's General amazing. Grievous is, is he a good guy George <laughs> what about bodily and harm are they both good guys as well or alright okay Numero uno. And Helen, I'm going to start with you. Hey, I thought I'd stick on brand and go Leia. Oh, she's great, isn't she? <laughs> Fucking amazing. No, but like, so I've, I've argued in the past, right, that in the first film, she's basically a beard. Now, it's ironic that George Lucas would need a beard, but he did, because he had all these codependent male pairings, right? He had, right. you know, Vader and the Emperor, Emperor didn't turn up the second one, but you know what I mean. You have you have Han and Chewie, you have Luke and Obi Wan, you have mm -hmm. R two and C three PO. You need somebody to make them all look a little bit less life partners, and that's Leia. Um, but she didn't need to be this great, and I think that's what's amazing. Is like it's that that attitude of absolute just impatience at being rescued and the, the whole like I have no fucking time for this why are you still dogging my footsteps yeah, get you're a little short for a stormtrooper exactly yeah, all of this yeah. so, will someone get this walking carpet out of my yeah. way yes all of this this is not Talking. how we expect our princesses to yeah. act mm. when rescued by our heroes and I fucking love it I've yeah. loved her my whole life basically oh and shaded Darth Vader immediately oh, yeah. incredible. she's also helped by the fact that like I would probably wet myself if a giant floating torture droid came into a room and she yeah. just looks a little bit nervous. Ever she, so slightly, she does look, and, and ever so slightly nervous. That's only just a humanizer. I don't even think she was nervous. Yeah. I think yeah. she was pretending. Yeah. Uh, but no, she's incredible. She's fought her entire life. She, you know, she's a general, not a princess. And she's, she's just incredible. And I think also we have to consider the possibility that she's a bad mother, that the cause, <laughs> you know, outweighs everything else. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's more like something that went married to was the job. A bad father. I, I think I that's think also possible. Ben, 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 did I not say one? Did I not say don't kill dad? Did I not? I thought I said. <laughs> I I did, like that was if I didn't, basic, that's, that's on me. Check okay? your texts. Check your texts. I said you one today. Don't kill dad. But I think, do you know what I mean? I think Can dad that, come in to visit? Try not to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a really rare thing for a female character in these kind of 
films to be allowed to be anything other than nurturing and supportive of other people. And she has so much of her own shit to deal with and so much going on that she just doesn't have time for it. And yes. I, I'm not saying I admire that in every <laughs> case. In history, you know, I think people should generally try to be like, yes. you know, caring and stuff for each other. But at the same time, it's nice that not everybody has to be. Long-time listeners of the Empire Podcast may be surprised to know you've chosen uh, a woman who takes no shit from idiot men. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, it's weird, isn't it? It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, but also, she she goes through this you know this phase. She goes through this growth in Empire Strikes Back as well. And even Carrie Fisher's portrayal of the character is so strong that she even manages to overcome that kind of brief weird sex object phase with the gold bikini mm. in, uh, in in Return of the Jedi. As well, because well. even then, transcend she, that. She, she owns literally. It strangles the guy who puts her in yeah, the bikini. That's great. I mean, you know, she's got skills. And also you can't tell me she she and Poe Dameron don't have a thing because they totally have. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, have, but I don't love to have a thing with Poe. I mean, yeah, he, he has sexual chemistry with and every single yeah. character and object in that film. Yeah. Like, it's insane. But. I like the fact that she's uh, teamed up with Laura Dern's... Uh, yes. Uh, what's her name? Admiral Holdo. Holdo. In, um, in The Last Jedi. I think she's another good character she's as well. great, actually, yeah. Because, uh, initially, I really didn't like her when she was giving Poe Dameron a hard time and going, this guy's an idiot. I'm like, yo, it's all about Poe. What are you doing? And then, like, she redeems herself with a moment that entered immediately my top three greatest oh, Star gorgeous. Wars moments yeah. ever. When she goes to light speed in her ship through the Star Destroyer, honestly, I wept. I genuinely yeah. wept the first yeah. time I saw that because it's the way the sound design just goes, silence. Completely. And yeah. you just see the light. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, it's happening now. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> I just... That, moment. that is yeah. a, a spiritual moment. Truly phenomenal moment of cinema. Also, isn't there a chance that she survived that? Because no. obviously, you don't think. Because no. she goes through some Star Destroyers, but she might be somewhere on the other side of hyperspace. I don't think that's right. how it works, but no, I don't. I don't. I break break it, it to him gently, Helen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Do you think she's going to survive that? Like, no. Nope. Hey, hey, hey. We've Holdo, had... Holdo, Holdo. No, wrong franchise. No, we've, we've, had, <laughs> we've had several cases in the Star Wars universe of people, for example, being bisected and thrown down an energy shaft, force <laughs> yeah. field thingy, Can't and turning any. out to come back for, I don't know, Solo and, and um, a Star Wars story. So it can happen that somebody survives almost certain death. Mm. I don't think I it's think like that, that, Just to bring up, because, I mean, it's Solo, that is the one thing that really upsets me that we're probably not going to get a Solo sequel is the fact that Darth Maul is back at the end with fake legs. <laughs> I'm like, uh, brilliant. Fake spider legs. Yeah, right. like, oh, That's why I think he might I thought I dreamed that. The, uh... That is a no, thing. I thought I dreamed that. <laughs> it's a real thing. And I'm not even saying that as a joke. I genuinely thought yeah, I dreamed no, that. No. He's in the, he's in the uh, Clone Wars and Rebels yeah. cartoon too as well. But I think he might show up in the Obi-Wan series, possibly. That would make a certain Which takes sense. place on Tatooine, so you never mm. know. Uh, Alex, number one. Man. I don't know. I mean, look, I've got my left field answer and I've got my real answer. I'll do my real answer first because... For me, the most emotional moment I had watching the original trilogy as a child, as in episodes four, five, and six, was in Return of the Jedi, and it upset me most. And it's not the rancor bit, which did upset mm. me. It is when Boba Fett falls into the Sarlacc, because I was like, <laughs> he's going to escape, though. He's, he's not. He can't be. He's not. Boba Fett can't die. He is the coolest character in this universe. And 
It broke my tiny heart. Easy, Helen. Back <laughs> off here. Oh, okay. Helen's not a Boba Fett fan. Oh, okay. Oh, this, could be, this could be fun. Same here. Right. I just think that anything. everyone's got such a boner for Bubba Fett and I don't know why. Uh, because <laughs> at, seven, at seven years old, he ha- flies around on a jetpack, he captures Han Solo, who is supposed to be this badass, and Boba Fett goes, oh, I'll just catch you, thank you. And also, <laughs> like, simply, his armour is so cool. And forget, I don't want to know that like little Boba is running around in Attack of the Clones. I didn't Get know that. He gets about in an iron. Does that bother you at all? He That's... flies around in an iron? <laughs> Admittedly, uh, I was bought that toy and it was the least played with toy. Yeah. Because... Was, it, was it just a Russell and Hobbs steam iron? No. <laughs> Slave One is not a cool ship, in my opinion, compared to everything else. But Boba Fett, come on. He doesn't catch Han, though. That's Vader. He might track him, maybe, but he doesn't catch him. Hey, look, he's there. He's the one handing him over to Jabba. Oh, so. this was... He's the one taking the credit for somebody else's hard work. <laughs> if this was Star and Wars it... Premier League fantasy football type thing, yeah. back to the sports, yeah. he would Brilliant. definitely get an assist. If you'd picked Boba Fett in your Star Wars fantasy team, he would get an assist for catching Han. Okay, yes. I don't know what that means, but sure. It means or you get an assist, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I just, that like, is strong. That's look, good. I know that there's all this extended universe stuff about her. He's cool and climbed out the starlight pit. Yes, and he did. Fine. No, no, he didn't, because that's not canon anymore. Oh, he didn't. Okay. He fucking didn't. He's not a Mandalorian. He just wears their armor. Well, so, he didn't catch Han Solo. He just took the credit. Let me just understand he, that. I he just died explained to you. When a blind dude accidentally <laughs> knocked him over the edge of a ship. Uh, I'm just explaining to you. Into a sandpit. The most heartbreaking moment of my childhood was when he disappeared into the solid pit. And all that's kept me going is finding out that actually in the literature he climbs out. And you're here to tell me that no. It's not canon He's anymore. really digesting then, over yeah. a period of 5,000 years. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank George, you, Helen. George that, went I'm glad back. I came here today. He went back and added a belch. To show that he had been digested by the Sarlacc and was beginning a slow process. He's not dead. He's just climbing out very, he's very slowly. He's just living on a farm upstate. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's quietly yes. living his life as a moisture farmer. With, with Admiral Holdo. They're living together on a lovely farm. <laughs> Mace window pops round occasionally. Oh, my God. Oh, Boba Fett. Good yeah, choice. come on. I mean, if we're doing, like, if we're doing niche ones, uh, I, I will say uh, one person who deserves more credit than he gets is Wedge. Uh, I'm a big fan of Wedge. Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles, uh, purely because, and this is the thing, when Luke blows up the Death Star in A New Hope, uh, it's like, great, that's well done, you've done that. I don't think he'd have got in the trench if he hadn't had Wedge at his Mm. back. I mean, Han Solo himself doesn't turn up till pretty late Mm. in that fight. Cut to the medal ceremony. When Leia's handing out the medals, where the hell is Wedge? Where's his medal? Huh? Where's his medal? He's chucking medals around. (laughs) It's like, that guy had Luke's back. Give the guy a medal. Maybe they didn't have a lot of resources, Rebels. This is my theory, because Chewbacca doesn't get a medal either. Obviously, they're racists. (laughs) It's horrible. It's problematic. And I'm not sure I want to support these guys anymore. But perhaps they didn't have enough resources to to get a load of medals made. Maybe maybe the filmmakers are racist just because they cut away before Chewie got his medal. Because we have been told, haven't we, that Chewie did get that But he turns around. He turns around again. He doesn't have a medal Sorry, we're we're told that, but Boba Fett still dies. (laughs) That's interesting. That's right. right. Cool, Uh cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. Just so I know where I am. Well, now that that's been (laughs) removed from canon as well, so does a bit where Chewbacca dies because a moon lands on him, which is uh, not uh, the best way to go. I was on the set of uh, one of the Star Wars movies when it was filming up at Elstree, uh, one of the new ones, uh, Force Awakens. And uh, I got to sit on the Millennium Falcon <gasps> oh, next wow. to Chewbacca and do a piece to camera and honestly mind blown sitting there Chewie's next to me and I do my piece to camera and then I high five Chewie at the end and Chewie high fives me back and the people the people watch me went 
great, great, great. Can you maybe do that again without the high five? And I'm like, uh, what? And they were like, we're, we're just not sure a Wookiee would high five you. And I'm like, sorry, when you say you, do you mean like a person or do you mean me because that's that's upsetting that's really hard so they had a little problem with that and then I went on to do a piece with BB, uh, BB-8 and R2-D2 uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so I, I'm walking on and I'm chatting to BB-8 and R2 rolls in and my piece to BB-8 I'm like oh you know you're really great I really do I really love you and R2 rolls in and I'm like oh my god R2 it's not what it looks like and I'm waiting for them to go uh, absolutely not and they're like love it brilliant <laughs> Five a Wookiee can create a weird dynamic with droids. Why not? Oh, yeah. Why not? We're back to Star Wars porn again. Yeah, yeah. Two great droids though. Too many sockets. Them. So oh, little no, time. No, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I have <laughs> wet mouth. Oh. Dave Barry, you're number no one. I wonder choice. C3PO has got red eyes, Chris. Oh. Would you were around? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, Dengar, Dengar, high voltage. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, Chris. The <laughs> protagonist of the most famous redemptive arc in film history. It's a Lansley's by Gano at number one. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fingering down and the modal notes? <laughs> <laughs> Part of the biggest plot twist in movies ever. Um, how many famous people are known just from the sound of their breathing? And the wideness of their nipples. <laughs> Apart from Michael Winner, I think he was quite famous for that. Some 40 wow. years after he was first seen, he is still the baddie that the vast majority of planet Earth would name if asked to do so. Donald Trump. <laughs> this is a great episode. I of bet he's a heavy breather. By the way, I bet he's a heavy breather. We asked a hundred people who the biggest villain of all time. <laughs> it's Darth Vader. Oh, a character so awesome. He was played choice. by two actors. Dave Prowse and James L. Jones. Amazing. Can I just offer um, a, a rebuttal? You can. Oh. Please don't. Which is quite simply, no! <laughs> Sorry, ruined it for me. Yeah, this is where, I mean, the whole, that, that's my whole problem with the prequels, really, is it's my pet hate about retconning villains so they're actually misunderstood good guys. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, mm. no, just leave, let Darth be Darth. Let Darth you know? be Darth. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite frustrating um, to find out that the main part that he, the main, one of the main reasons he became one of the most evil uh, people in all of the galaxy was because he thought that his mate quite fancied his girlfriend. That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> you needed more to it than that. He needed deeper layers. <laughs> nah, that's it. That's all but the I like, but, Darth, but Darth is, you know, as I say, Darth is one of the most, you know, recognisable and iconic characters in cinema history. And if we're going to talk about important characters in the Star Wars franchise and the ones that are most memorable and key to it all happening and being the thing we all love that it is, I think Darth Vader deserved a mention alongside Yoda and Darth Maul <laughs> to a lesser degree. Which begs the question, what order... Would you show? Uh, I don't have any kids. What order would you show oh, your please, children? That is a very the, long discussion. The, yeah, can I? I, can I the order of the Star Wars have, movies. Having become start? a father recently, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, I thought fine. about this. It's fine, you, I, you have kids. I don't. So no, no. no <laughs> but I'm thinking with Evangeline. I, I want to show them in the order that they originally came out in. Mm. But I want to make her wait the same amount of time that we did. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we have to do it. So you end you end on a re- Return of the Jedi, and it's like this is really good. Then it's like, well, you can't watch Phantom Menace for another ten years because I want you to feel exactly the same disappointment that the rest of oh we, the rest God. of mankind did. 
Father, father of the year there. It's <laughs> interesting. It's the only way she'll learn. The logic would be to show them in, I guess, the order chronology-wise. chronology, chronology wise. So you'd start with episode one, but that yeah. ruins the biggest twist in cinema history. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. and the problem is then you've got the, the changes that he made where he put in young Anakin, for example, at the end of episode three. It, it, episode yeah. six. Oh, it as, gets a kind very of, as a confusing. spirit. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and your daughter would be like, who the heck is that? I've never yeah. seen him before. So it's a whole thing. Please, it's a really difficult question. Yeah. Can okay. open space lines everywhere. Yeah. I'll leave it if you say Boba Fett's alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard. Like, what do I That's... go for? <laughs> I think we have to we have to defer to George Lucas in this, and yeah. he went belch. So, yeah. Belch. I, I have wind sometimes, and I haven't eaten. <laughs> you can belch without eating something. It doesn't have to be food. <laughs> Who's your number one, Chris? My number one, Helen. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> I've got a number of honourable mentions I wanted sure, to sure. throw out there. Uh, the Emperor. I love Palpatine. He's, yeah. for mm. me, the big bad of this franchise. Presumably you asked why they're bringing him back, we think, for the rise of Skywalker. Uh, love Luke as well. Going to throw a shout out to Luke. Especially I love the way he changes from, uh, you know, naive farm boy who gets his uncle killed. Mm. Nice. Uh, Shout to, out to Uncle Owen again. Yeah, good uncle, good old Uncle Owen. Uh, to, and Ambrew. To Jaded Jedi by The Last Jedi. Yeah, he's great um, that. And that showdown with Kylo Ren in that movie is fantastic as well. Uh, I'm going to go for Qui-Gon Jinn as well. You know, Northern Irish Jedi, Helen. That was, very, very, that was a big moment for us. Right. So it was. Representing. Representing Northern that, Ireland. That bit where he's um, in the submarine in Phantom Menace is great, where they're going along and that fish is hunting yeah. them. And then the other fish eats the fish that's chasing them. And he just really casually goes, there's always a bigger fish. There's and you're always like, a bigger fish. I, I mean, that's really well-timed. Are you not shitting yourself at that point going, <laughs> I've got a line, but there really better be a bigger fish at this point? That's the thing about Qui-Gon, though. He doesn't shit himself at any point. Uh, that we know of. And you wouldn't in a submarine. You wouldn't, especially in those robes that would really show up. Uh, so... What? Um, but I, I love the fact he's Northern Irish. Uh, but you should lean into it a bit more. There's always a bigger fish, so there is. Would have been a nice way mm. to go. Uh, but I'm going to go. My number one is definitely. I said at the beginning yeah. is Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. Uh, Phil Jupiter's may outdo me in terms of Chewbacca fandom, but I love him. I always have. I remember that little action figure, the, you know, the one that first came out, mm. and it didn't have any articulated legs or arms, and it was just basically a hunk of plastic with a sort of frozen look of fear in his face. I love that. I love the bandolier. I love the bowcaster. I love his relationship with Han. I love the fact none of us can understand a goddamn word he says. Mm. And I like the fact he's a, a non-human he's a and fan. alien. He's a Bee Gees fan. Mm. Uh, I love the fact he's a non-human in a world that's populated weirdly with humans, even though it's a you know, galaxy far, far away. Tragic, I love him. Tragic backstory, Planet of Wookiees. Oh, oh, oh goodness me. Yeah. Yeah. Poor one out yeah. for the mm. that, that bit where, where Han is thrown into the, into the jail and, and Chewie's already in there. And he's kind of like nursing him and he kind of puts his paws on his face and he makes that really sympathetic, oh, loving sound. Yeah, yeah that's, that stuck with me. That was yeah. a lovely oh, yeah. moment from Chewie. Oh, the, the bit as well where he, uh, where Han gets into carbonite at the end of Empire, uh, gets frozen in carbonite at the end of Empire mm. and Chewie just throws his head back and yells in pain and anguish and frustration. Oh, he's such a great character. It'd be he's funny so if good. when Leia went, um, I love you, and Han went, I'm kind of into Chewy though. <laughs> <laughs> or Chewy just started to pour out. <laughs> He's mine. Get, get back. Get back. We need a sort of the boy is mine kind of duet. <laughs> but, you know, we just need to place, replace no. Brandy and Monica. Yeah. I really hope he makes it through The Rise of Skywalker alive and intact and goes off to honour Han yeah. somehow with a shrine. 
who knows but yes Chewbacca is my number one and I've just done some totting up the scores that um, and yeah apparently he's the number one character overall I haven't <laughs> seen that who saw that coming I didn't I didn't see that happening and uh, I mean, my, my head is Greedo who we haven't <laughs> talked is, about it is Greedo <laughs> We, Alex I mean, shot first, so there we go. <laughs> the only being, we didn't really talk about Han and Luke because they're obviously great, <laughs> yeah. and we're like, they're great, yeah, they're you so know great, that, right? You, know you like Han Solo, right? Who doesn't love yeah, them? I, I wanted to be like so many people. I wanted to be Han so badly when I was a little boy. He's <laughs> he's Han Solo, and that's the problem with Solo is when you go about trying to make that project, it doesn't matter who you get and how wonderful an actor they are. Harrison Ford is just one of a kind, and Harrison mm. Ford is both Indiana Jones and Han Solo just cannot be topped or duplicated or mm. replicated in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Han is Han. Yeah. yeah, and one of the easiest interviews you'll ever do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've avoided him for so long. <laughs> I'll just leave um, that there. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Uh, that is it for this very special episode oh, of the Empire shaky. Podcast. You're just saying it like he's behind us. Uh, anyway, uh, in case you have forgotten, and I mean it wasn't even an hour ago that I told you, that uh, Sky Cinema is the only place to find a brand new premiere every single frickin' day. And the Star Wars collection is on Sky Cinema from today and will cater for all your droid, wookie and harassed middle manager needs. Visit sky.com forward slash Sky Cinema for details on how to subscribe. And now all that remains for me is to say, may the force be with you to Alex Sane. Many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. <laughs> may the force be with you, Dave Berry. I realised I haven't done Bane yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, like a tradition, yeah? I genuinely thought that was Yoda. <laughs> 20, 20 seconds. We nearly made it. 20 seconds to go. It's the only reason I picked Darth, because they sound quite similar. <laughs> Yeah, may the force be with you, Helen O'Hara. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, uh, isn't there? <laughs> isn't so there, there is. So, so there is. is. So to be sure. So et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's goodbye for me. May the force be with me. Uh, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you soon for the next big Empire slash Sky Cinema debate. Until then, I'm going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh.